According to today's guest, Kasha Rashfall, each of us has seven windows of opportunity in our life. By the time you reach age 50, you are almost at the accountability window, which can show up as an inner pressure or drive to finally start living. At age 52, you are there full swing. It's often the time when people finally get serious about making their dreams real if they haven't up to that point. We often see long-term relationships break down and career changes, as well as other changes. But change is possible only when you believe you can change. What really creates change is not just information gathering, but actually integrating the work with your whole self, body, mind, emotions, and soul connections. Kasha says it requires a lot of courage and gumptions to be true to yourself. Be who you've always wanted to be and do what you've always wanted to do. If you're like me, you will be both fascinated and curious about today's discussion. So stick around while Kasha helps us understand the topic of aging from a way higher perspective. Hello and welcome to Ironing Out the Wrinkles. I'm your host, Ros McMaster. And I'm your host, Kate Shaw. Together we're taking the age out of ageism, helping men and women embrace life after 50 with less fear. Kasha, today's guest, works with intuitive leaders, practical creatives and purpose-driven professionals who have a deep desire to serve from their highest wisdom, infuse their life and work with spirituality and to be renowned for the impact they create in their community and the world. Kasha said she's had some really cool wisdom come through while doing body work with her clients. As we were introducing you, we spoke about the seven windows uh, and the seven windows mm-hmm. of opportunity in your life. So what what are the seven windows be- before we get to age 50 and 52? What are the mm-hmm. other sure. windows leading up to that? Sure. So prefacing the windows, I use a, a system of numbers or numerology called um, alchemy of numbers. It, it's been called many different things. And so the windows of... I can talk about the windows through the perspective of this system. Um, there are other systems such as you, one of you mentioned the Enneagram or astrology or human design that have a different language to explain some of these things that I'm going to be talking about. So this is my lens and, and the lens that I study. Um, so basically these windows are, there's seven of them. Each of them is 13 years long. The first window of opportunity is from age zero to 13, and it has to do with communication. So as children, as tweens, uh, you know, early teenage, we learn how to communicate with other people. Um, We we learn how other people communicate with us. And so that is the, the grand perspective of that lays down the foundation of then, you know, how we move into the world. And, and the second window is all about connection. So when we're teenagers to early 20s, it's all about relationship building. So this is how we learn to relate to others, how we learn to relate to ourselves, right? Because how others communicate uh, with us or relate with us really influences how we do that inside. So these windows of opportunity, I call them that um, because they are really, you know, if we have conscious parents, if we have a really wonderful upbringing where we have choice, where we are empowered, 
we can become these amazing, beautiful, empowered human beings. If we have a really tough upbringing or trauma or something that happens to us, the, the way we communicate, the way we connect um, gets disrupted. And it doesn't mean that we can't become empowered human beings, but often it is harder, isn't it? We yes. carry baggage from our mm. childhood, from our sabotages, young adulthood. It sabotages it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So there are opportunities. Um, and if we do healing work, you know, you can go back to a lot of our problems start in childhood, even when we get into like, I turned, I just turned 45. So I'm not quite in the 50s yet. But a lot of my stuff, my baggage dates back to when I was four years old, seven years old. So then I can go back and say, okay, so if that was all about communication, you know, what, what were the challenges and how can I resolve them? And so it just gives you precision to look, oh, you know, yeah, how you I get feel. it. Okay. So what, right? whatever, whatever is happening um, at that window in time. So like you say, after 13 to your twenties communication. So whatever was happening in your life in that age will be centered around communication. So that would have sabotaged you later in life. Mm-hmm. And that, but that's where you know, you need to work on a particular mm-hmm. communication issue makes sense oh that's, doesn't it yeah that's yeah. brilliant yeah. that's exactly right when, that's you know and this is one lens right so then the window then the next window is um action oriented so this is when we're in our mid-20s into our 30s where we often will get motivated to either you know help ourselves heal create a career go traveling whatever it is we're driven by this inner fire to create to do something um, whether that's for good or for learning opportunities, you know, we we have this active period of time. Then in our late 30s, uh, I believe it's age 38, if I'm doing my math right, um, we enter into the receiving window of opportunity. And this is a really interesting one because it is all about blessings, harvest, so to speak. So what have you created up until now in your life? And what can happen, and, and this definitely happened to me, is you know, I hit this, this window, uh, I think it's it's age 38. And again, I'm in this beautiful, loving place, I have so much success and all this stuff. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel worthy to receive, right? So more healing, where did that start? And it, you know, at this point, yes, we I've had all these other windows. So there was connection issues, communication issues. At one point, you just realize, it doesn't really matter where it started. It's like, what am I going to do about it now? Mm. It doesn't matter who put the belief there, who yelled at me, who didn't, you know, wasn't nice to me, whatever trauma. I got to this place where it doesn't matter if I don't know how to receive, what am I going to do about that so that I can be better at receiving all the blessings that are in my life? Right. So so that window from Mm. from 38 to then 52, I'm... I use a calculator to do math now, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So by age 52, you are in your accountability window. And that's very significant because at that point, you know, you've had a, a good 50 years of life, of experience, of healing, falling down, successes, all of that. And have you truly been honest with yourself about the, the desires in your heart? Not what someone else told you you should want. Not what you think you can get, but are you truly accountable to your dreams? And that's why that window, Mm. it kicks people's butt. 
because all of a sudden you're faced with this. Oh my God, I've been living someone else's life. Yes. And this is why midlife crisis. This is why career changes, relationships, all of that. Yeah. And it's, it's that I've forgotten what number we're up to. Is that five or six or seven window? Is that the fourth window? That's the fifth. That's the fifth. And so yeah. what happens after that? Our podcast is for 50s to 100. So what's yeah. after the That's fifth thing, though? So we begin, so our 50s, you know, accountability, um, sorry, so age 52 precisely is when you, on your birthday, you enter the accountability window. And then the sixth one, so 13 years after, so I guess 65, you enter the reflection and then the integration window follows that. So assuming you, you know, sort of, decide, okay, I will be accountable to my dreams. Not all this other stuff that I think I should be doing or who I think I should be being. I'm going to be accountable to who I am. And even if I don't know that, I'm going to go on this path of whatever it takes to figure that out, to get to know myself. So you have 13 years of that. When you enter the reflection window, um, things can feel a little bit crunchy sometimes, a little bit almost like you are in in a cocoon becoming a butterfly so um you are metamorphosizing you are transforming into the greatest version of yourself at that point that's me now that's hopeful <laughs> i hit the big seven oh this is where this year. 70 oh, this great year. Amazing. <laughs> amazing sounds like it's a good year so, then it is and you know you you discover that you're probably very deeply creative and it doesn't mean you have to paint pictures, but maybe you're a writer or maybe you mentor someone or maybe you find a solution to a problem in the world that you then begin sharing with the world. And so if, if we, you know, in our Western culture here, like I live in Canada, there's this belief that you start work at whenever you finish college and you work until 65 or 70 and then you retire and then you live. And that is not retirement, do you? (laughs) No, no. So then when you retire and you're technically in this deeply creative uh, window of opportunity, this reflection and integration, you might find, well, I actually don't know myself at all. And so I have nothing to contribute. Whereas if you start much earlier in your 50s, becoming aware of what you love, what drives you, what motivates you, why do you want to do this stuff with your life? What were your dreams the, the crazy dreams that you had as a kid when you thought anything was possible, right? Maybe you don't want to be an astronaut anymore or a ballerina, but but why did you want to do that, right? Yeah. Why did you want to be an astronaut? Because you believed in, you know, infinite potential, right? So going back mm-hmm. to that in your 50s will ensure that you don't just retire and hit a wall um, <laughs> and not know yourself. You will enter this beautiful and this is where um some of my clients that i work with with the energy kinesiology um the sessions taught me this that especially for women because we have the womb we have that beautiful creative um, aspect of ourselves that can bring life into the world even if you're not a mom even if you never wanted children it doesn't matter in that period of time in your 50s and beyond there something energetic happens and I don't know why it happens or where it comes from. I suppose it's universe design. I don't know. But it's like your womb goes from creation, so the potential to create life, to creativity. 
And it's a very subtle distinction, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we have menopause and all of that. And so the body stops making babies. And, and yes, that is true. But energetically, we can um, dip into creativity at such a deep level. Um, I call it the the crone wisdom. Yeah. You know, you I go from just thinking that. nurturing, yeah, nurturing young to nurturing yourself, to nurturing this greater idea of, of whatever it is that you're bringing into the world. Does, I, I hope, yes. I, I know I'm throwing a lot of no, no. That, I used to think yeah. crime was an insulting word, but it's not, is it? Yes, we just had someone else talk about yeah. um, life after 50 and she was talking about the crone wisdom. So, yeah, when you're explaining mm -hmm. that, I thought, yeah, that's the crone wisdom. Yeah, yeah. that's the crone. So, oh, that's hopeful, isn't it? That's, that's great. Um, that's so exciting and I love the ex explanation of it. It's like, yeah, and because even what you were saying, like I'm 61 and so I'm filling this this dream, doing this podcast. And when Kate came on board to do the podcast, she was really stepping out of her comfort zone to do this and yeah. thinking, I have to do something different. I have to take a risk. I have to put myself out there now. So we're both doing the podcast for the same reasons, but at different points in that window of life that we're at. So the mm. energy is very different mm. for both mm. of us doing the podcast. Um, so it makes Definitely. perfect sense. Makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. Last little bit I, that I would add is is the integration window, and that takes us well into our nineties. Oh, and it, it's interesting because you know integration. You think, okay, so you take all the things, all your experiences, all your wisdom, everything you know and you are, and you weave it together into this tapestry of this beautiful, you know, anchor of of your frequency on the planet. I think that's when your soul whether you've had a beautiful, successful life or, or you've really struggled, it almost doesn't matter because you have done your best, right? You have, you have fallen, you have gotten back up and, and you've hopefully by then gotten to know yourself at a much deeper level and you can appreciate who you are. And so you're integrating a lifetime in preparation for whatever happens next. Obviously, physical death is a, you know, we all get there, but we don't know what's beyond. And so the last window of opportunity, that integration, you know, is this mysterious time of I'm going to integrate everything I've been and known and had and done so that whatever's next, I can just face it. Yes, that's so very it, true. We, we've interviewed a couple of men mm -hmm. who were in their 90s. Yeah. Oh, and that it's, fits um, with them. They, yes. they pretty much said what you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How well, lovely. I think we can get to a place of peace hopefully mm. peace by you know before the end and that's what that window is all about yeah yeah that's lovely so with with all the changes that take place in each one of those windows and it's you know that's where people come unstuck they have a lot of difficulty with adapting to changes and i know in one of your videos you said um change is possible only when you believe you can change so can we talk a little bit about change Sure. Gosh, this is a big, wide ocean of a topic, mm -hmm. <laughs> isn't it? You know, and again, I can only really speak from my own experience and the experiences of, of the clients that I get to work with. Um, especially early on in my journey, I was gathering a lot of information. I was reading, you know, a lot of the Wayne Dyer books, like I said, and then whatever else came across my path. And um, I didn't believe that I could change. 
I, I didn't think it was possible. At one point, I remember working with a, with a healer and saying to her, you know, I think I'm the only person in the world that can't figure this out. And she she's brilliant. She kind of called me out and says, and she said, you know, I think you think you're special because you, you think you can't figure it out. <laughs> like, I think you want to oh. hold on to this stuff. And it really gave me pause. Um, I wasn't offended or anything like that, but, but it really gave me pause. Do I, why don't I think I can change, right? What is it? And that, that insight brought me to this truth about me. This, you know, I figured this out on my own that, you know what, I'm actually doing a lot of information gathering, but I'm not doing the work, which is why mm. the change isn't happening mm. because it's one thing to read a book or yeah. take a class I read all the books. and then be like, okay, got it on the shelf. Now what? But if you don't show up for, you know, whatever it is, breath work every day or brushing your teeth twice a day or eating more salad, mm. drinking more water, like walking, um, journaling, meditation, whatever it is, the thing that works for you to help you be effective and, and help you be your best self. If you don't do that, if you just know about it, nothing's going to change. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And how you said there's all those opportunities um, in each of those windows of life. Um, what happens if we don't reach for those opportunities and, you know, we don't benefit from each window? So this is the beautiful thing, Kate, and I love this question. The two, two answers, okay? There's the human perspective, and then there's the soul perspective. If the human being does nothing in their lifetime to, let's say, you know, let's call it improve or grow or better themselves, you might say that that person suffers, right? They, they, they might not make as much money as they want, or they might not have the relationships as they want, or perhaps they even struggle with addiction or something like that. Um, you might say that that person, you know, obviously we know everybody does the best they can with what they know, with who they are. That person is still doing their best, but it might be said that they are suffering, right? Mm. There's some suffering in their life. Um, or if the person does reach for opportunities, then they do some healing and, and maybe they do have the successes they want. Now, from the soul perspective, at least this is how I understand it. The soul grows and expands either way. The soul has no judgment of how we experience life. So we could be That's addicted. Good. We could be struggling. We could be, you know, failing miserably, failing from our human perspective. And yet the soul just grows and expands and integrates all of the things we experience as humans. If you look at it from that sort of soul eye view perspective, it's like, huh, okay, so I really can't get this wrong. There's no way you can get it wrong. And you said you yeah. had more, I heard you say once, you've got more than one life purpose, which that, that shocked me. You have more than one. I, hmm. I believe, okay, so again, two perspectives. There's the human perspective of like, Often people equate purpose to what they do, their vocation, right? Yeah. The job they do. Um, that is one part of your purpose. But there's, there's, you know, rearing children or writing books or oh, growing yeah. a garden or, or ha having pets. All of that adds up. Um, the biggest, the only purpose we have, according to the Akashic Records, is to thin the veil between our human self and our soul. And if we presuppose that the soul is absolute love, unconditional love, because it is in the universe, all that is, all you know, whatever we call it, then the more loving we are as a human being to ourselves, and by virtue of that to others, 
we are fulfilling the purpose. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's well, that takes a lot of pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. Although it also yeah. seems very difficult for a lot of people. But mm. yeah, I mean, mm. when we move into that second stage of life beyond 50, and, you know, now we're getting told that in order not to fall into depression and to, mm. um, you know, ward off feelings of being irrelevant and invisible, that we need to keep creating. And so now there's new pressure to don't waste what, time. Don't what am I going time. to create? Yeah, and yeah. yeah, but you're just saying just spread kindness, spread love, um, be loving to yourself, heal whatever needs to be healed. You can't pour from an empty cup, so heal whatever needs to be healed and make love your purpose. Yeah, it's much better, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah we yeah. love what you mm -hmm. say, that there's nothing wrong with us at all and that we just have layers that we need to unpack. Um, you do offer mm -hmm. people help with that, don't you, to unpack Absolutely. their layers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's so like the um, point system, is it? The so, stress yeah. so point SIPS, system? SIPS um, is a system of specialized kinesiology or also called energy kinesiology, stands for, yeah, stress indicator point system. It's a way of working with the energetics of the body. So it's uh, based partially in traditional Chinese medicine. Like I said, it was developed by an Aussie, Ian Stubbings. Um, it allows us to track where and how the body holds stress. So stress can be chemical, emotional, um, mental, even spiritual. And by um, muscle testing and following certain, you know, layouts of, of um, we work with the meridian system. So each meridian has different points on it. By activating different combinations of those points, we can uh, light up, so to speak, like um, what's, a, what's a better word, uh, pinpoint a certain type of stress in the body and then using combinations of points, we can like download it to, to get it out. Basically, it's like cleaning pipes. It's like putting Drano down a clogged plumbing system. Um, stress is like an interference pattern in a pipe. And when, when we put the Drano down, the clog comes out and information flows better, right? If our body is energy and every system in our body, the blood vessels, the nervous system, um, you know, the lymph system, every single cell communicates energetically with every other piece of the body through these information highways. If those highways are stressed, that information can't get through as quickly or as clearly. So SIPS allows us to just clear the, the highway. Get rid of mm, the traffic, mm -hmm. so to speak. It's good you can do that. Yeah. 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 And, and what have you been able to tell specifically about older clients? from this system like is it too late when you were we're really old say we're 80 is it still <laughs> no 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 it's never <laughs> too late okay it, it, it's not now some things can cause you know what i would say is is permanent damage to like physical tissues right if if someone has held on to certain emotions for a really long time and or or certain chemical stresses uh, like addiction over time definitely the physical body can be impacted but if we can clear the energy of that stress out, you might still have, um, you know, a muscle that is too tight or, or ligaments that are too tight, for example, in the physiology. But you might, after clearing that stress, you might feel differently. You might feel more spacious. Your emotions will be different. You will think more clearly, right? Mm. So the body, I think, Unfortunately, disease does, we, we do reach a point of no return where the body cannot go back to, you know, full state of physical health, where, where you know, if you've, if you've been an alcoholic for a really long time, your liver might not return back to 
it's, it's, you know, original state ever. But if you do the healing work and, and do the emotional work and the mental work and all of that around the addiction itself, you can mentally, emotionally, and spiritually return back to a state of equilibrium or, or absolute health. That's how I would, that's how I would Absolutely. answer that. It's, it's never too and, late. Yeah. yeah. And like they say, being, uh, you, you have to be prepared to be uncomfortable while you're making that change. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. My and, support system, community, so important. Yes. And and it's like you were saying before, you know, you can read all the books and go to all the workshops. You have to put action into place. And because, you know, mm -hmm. as a counsellor myself, I meet so many people that, yeah, they they just want the quick fix. They go to the counsellor mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, I've been to the counsellor. And the next time they come back, it's like, well, you know, um, what have you done? between this session and the last one oh nothing you know like it's not going to change without you You've actually have growing something pains, in don't place. you get like when you're growing there's always pains in your body because you're yeah. growing so and so kasha what about the soul agreement information from the alchemy mm -hmm. of numbers mm -hmm. yeah it's another deep wide ocean of an answer so <laughs> i'm sure our audience and both you ladies have heard the term soul contract Yes, yes before, of course. Yes. Right? So this is an idea that we come here to earth, we're incarnated into a certain body, a certain family, and we have these contracts. And that was my presupposition, you know, but then I started working with the Akashic Records, and this is pre-soul agreement, um, alchemy of numbers. And I started receiving a different way of looking at contracts between people and the contracts that we might have with ourselves. And they said, so the Akashic Record Keeper said, they're not contracts, they're agreements. Because a contract implies that you must do something or you're in big trouble. Yes. And do not breach a contract because someone will sue you or you'll go to jail or you'll get a fine, right? It implies this obligation, this pressure. And like I was saying before, the soul grows either way, expands either way, it learns either way whether we do work on ourselves or not. So soul agreement is a more apt description of what we would term a soul contract. So this system of um, alchemy of numbers that I use again is one way of organizing soul agreement information. So you can look at astrology, you can look at human design and all those other beautiful systems. I love the system I work with because for me, it's very simple. It, it breaks down, you know, there's 52 different um, energy frequencies that we can be born into. And each one has a life path. And I can tell you about what that means in a reading or, you know, if I run your numbers, and I can tell you things about yourself from that soul agreement perspective, like, you know, what is the message of your life? What is the contribution of your life? What is the main sort of task that you are here to figure out to master as you? someone who's born on your birthday. And, you know, we can, we can dive into what agreements do you have with your family members, with your friends, with people that you come into contact with. And when you study this system, I'm sure any system, actually, you, you start to see patterns, right? A lot of my clients that, that come to work with me hold certain soul agreements. And so then when I dig into that, I'm like, oh, wow, it's the fourth person, you know, with that frequency that's coming to me, that's really interesting to me because obviously what I do helps them. And then there's something that they bring for me as well. There's something that I am meant to learn 
from working with that particular person. So that's that's how that works. Uh, that is fascinating. Mm. It, it's all so interesting. And, you know, we, we're running out of time. We're going to have to wrap up. And I don't want oh, to. so many questions. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to have you back again yeah. but or make an appointment sure. to come yeah. and see you. So, Kasha, before we say goodbye, what's one last wonderful piece of wisdom? I would like every man and woman and child to know that you never have to earn your worthiness, that it is something that is inherent to you. You are born with it. And no matter what it takes, I just, I want everyone to know that and and remember that. What services are you offering now? So I do work in person if you're lucky enough to live in the Okanagan, but because all of this is energy work, um, you don't have to be in person. I work virtually or holographically. So both the energy kinesiology, I, I call them energy magic sessions because you know that's kind of what it is. You're in front of me, whether in person or the hologram of you. And, and I use the SIP system and everything else that I know to help you pinpoint what's standing in your way and we remove that stress so that you can have that clarity of thought, the confidence, the self-trust, you know, because that's really at the bottom of, of um, you being able to then do everything else. So I do work one-on-one in private sessions. I also do Akashic Records readings. So if you have questions that you would like to access your soul wisdom and, and receive some of the, that information, that's another offering I have. I also teach. That is my my number one passion. As a ruling number seven, I carry the archetype of the teacher. And so I have a couple different courses that I've developed teaching people how to either read their own records or read uh, records for other people. And so I have my own proprietary method that I've actually been given from my records that I then teach. So, you know, if either of you wanted to learn how to do that, you could, um, you know, take my course, either my introduction or the certification. And I would um, share that with you. So then you could go in and read the records for other people. Oh, so that's either one-on-one or the classes like Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have links to all that um, on the upload sure. so people will be able to access uh, everything that Kasha has to offer.